to the uh, podcast. I am your host, B. Let's see what's going on today. And gentlemen, it is time to drive through with our McDonald's watch. In 11th place, McNichols, I quit. I opened my own hotel, 3 and 10, with 1,550 points. And in 12th place, Kyle Orton with a question mark, 2 and 11, 1,591 points. And gentlemen, I am really uh, excited to be here today. We have a lot to get to. Um, I I would just like to point out with McDonald's at the forefront of everyone's mind, uh, McDonald's and the Ah Podcast have something uh, in common. And that is uh, we both served over 70 million people across 120 countries worldwide. Uh, you know, uh, so th- this is a big program. Uh, McDonald's is a big establishment. We have a lot to get to because one of those two teams that I just mentioned is going to uh, end up dining there for uh, 24 straight hours. My team finally gets through, uh, gets the result it needed last week and is mathematically uh, eliminated, if you will, from uh, being in contention to wind up at McDonald's. It's a great feeling. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to throw a, a party uh, because ultimately my team is, is still out of the playoffs and it's not going to make it. So I'm, I'm frustrated with that. But respect, respectfully, I've climbed to a 5-8 and eight record. Uh, that's not uh, horrible. I, that's just a sign of a, a not good season. It's really, really not an atrocious team, uh, my team, but I was the, uh, I guess, the third to last or second to last team that will be eliminated from contention. So uh, this is rivalry week. Of course, so much is on the line but in the in the Eagle Chase matchup. Uh, we also have a, a playoff race that's getting a little spicy. So we have a lot to get to. Uh, for purposes of this program and I think through the rest of the season, I am going to shorten the podcast. I am going to do it in a way where I think the more prevalent matchups will be discussed a little bit more. And then the ones that are, in my opinion, less important, we're not going to talk about them as much. That's just how it's going to be. Um, I haven't had a volunteer on. If I had a volunteer, may- maybe some things change, change but no guests. So uh, this is how we're going to do it. So let's pick it up. Uh, week 13, we'll do a, 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 a recap here. We'll start, of course, with my matchup. And my team finally put forth the performance that I had envisioned uh, all season long. Uh, 163 points. It was my best week of the year, uh, both in terms of uh, of getting the result, but just feeling like I had a team that belonged. Uh, I know I had a higher point total against Rossby earlier in the year. I didn't win that week. But even then, I, I, I just had a bad feeling about my team. This was the week where I looked at my team and I go, oh, yes. And I saw a tweet earlier, and I, I thought about posting it in the group. I probably should have. It was something like, um, 
something to the effect of all my last place teams thank the Denver Broncos for playing Javante Williams this week. And that's really kind of one of the major stories on my team after watching him play and looking at some of his analytics. He's an absolute beast. And I picked him fairly high. And the fact that he has not been used at a, a higher rate is really an indictment on Vic Fangio. I don't know how you can retain a guy like Fangio at this point uh, after seeing this. I mean, this is and, – and this is not trying to be disrespectful to Melvin Gordon, who I think actually deserves a, a substantial role in the offense or, or in a offense. But you can't be having a 50-50 split here. I mean, 65, 35, 70, 30, 80, 20, something. There is, it's indefensible that you were maintaining around a 50-50 touch split with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, who hasn't been explosive in quite some time. So I, I, I think Fangio should be fired. I, I think a handful of other coaches need to go as well. Um, and, but, but this is sort of what I saw with my team, seeing these guys put forth the effort. Gibson, finally, a big week. I mean, a lot of these guys have just not come to play for my team. And again, I'm not saying my team's good. It isn't. But it was not as bad as it, as it, as it really had performed. The roster itself has talent. I have plenty of guys who on any given week can have huge weeks. And I kind of put, put it forth uh, uh, on display this week. 163 points written. Has 109. A little gamesmanship, if you gentlemen noticed. Danny Jones was out. I put a $34 waiver bid in on a Mikey Glennon. Um, that $34 was calculated because that is the number of waiver budget that... Had left, and I had a better waiver priority. Uh, so Ray... Uh, expressed his displeasure in the group chat when Danny Jones might have played, but it didn't matter. He didn't play. It wouldn't have mattered anyway because uh, this was a 54-point uh, margin of victory for my team. And uh, as I've said many times this season for his team, it just hasn't scored enough points. Earlier in the year, his team was winning, uh, and that was fine, but it was concerning. I pointed it out. Uh, time has proven me wise because this team just hasn't been able to keep up and, and survive with uh, weeks where it's not exceeding the 130-point clip. And this week, uh, Elijah Moore was on his bench, who had a really big week, 20 points. Obviously, Daniel Jones was out. Kamara was out. Darren Waller was out. Aaron Rodgers was on by. So Ray was missing a large a chunk of his his team, but... 109 points, uh, nowhere near enough. Metcalf had a modest 11. McLaurin with five. Um, his running backs, Harris um, and Freeman, played uh, very, very well. But outside of that, and, and you know, an, an okay game, a pretty good game, I guess, from Tua, he didn't really have a whole heck of a lot. His team is going to finish, you know, seven and seven and eight, six and nine, whatever, whatever it is. But uh, this is not a playoff-bound team. Uh, knows it. And, um, you know, it's going to be back to the drawing board. One thing I did bring up to, to Ray, he didn't go to the dotted line this year. We all know in years past, 
Uh, when times, uh, when it became crunch time, he would make that change and it would usually work out for him. Didn't do it this year. I don't know if he didn't think he had the horses, forgot about it. I'm not really sure uh, what the reasoning was, but uh, a failure to do that. Uh, and, and these are the results that uh, come with that. Six and seven, eighth place, uh, and, and lost to my team this week. But I thank for doing so because it eliminates me from any sort of possibility I end up at McDonald's. Let's go to our, our next matchup, gentlemen. And this was the commissioner beating Kyle Orton. I'm really only going to discuss one thing in this matchup as the commissioner vies for the top uh, spot in the Mortace League. Um, it, it came down to Jakey Myers, Jacoby Myers, uh, on uh, Monday night against Buffalo in what can only be described as uh, some bad weather. And Mr. Myers on a day where Mac Jones attempted three passes, did not see a target. Uh, clearly, that was part of the game plan. It was uh, honestly uh, an extraordinarily brilliant game plan from Belichick, who's having an incredible season. And I know this is getting some run across a, a lot of the sports networks, as it should. He's absolutely incredible. And I thought it was more Belichick than Brady, and then Brady goes and wins a Super Bowl. But Belichick's doing this. I mean, I think the bottom line is this was about 50-50. They, they needed each other. Um, Brady, you know, got to hand-select a team with stud receivers all over the place and, you know, all this stuff, um, and, a, and a defense that was on the rise. So Brady really positioned himself in a, in a great spot there in Tampa. But what Belichick has done with a rookie QB doesn't have a ton of playmakers, uh, at least not on the outside, and he has them uh, vying for the top spot in the conference and playing like a team that could go and win the Super Bowl. So my hat is off to Belichick, but obviously Mr. Myers didn't come to play, and I'll, I'll touch on this, I guess, briefly. But outside of that, it was more or less the same for Sammy C., Gets great production from his backs, for about 41 points combined between Taylor and Eckler, and then nothing outside of that. I mean, his quarterbacks were okay, Roethlisberger 21, Taysom Hill 22, and, and then and then it was just a whole lot of nothing. And that's pretty much been Sammy C's season. On the other side, the commissioner, uh, a decent week, lost Adam Thielen to injury. The commissioner will need him back. Um, and then Dackie Prescott had kind of a down week for, for Dak, at least only 12 points. And Kelsey has not found the end zone in quite some time. The commissioner's team is very, very dangerous because he has a couple of guys right now who are not playing uh, as well as they are capable of playing. And it's just the guys that you feel comfortable. You know, if you had to choose guys on your team who were not playing well at this moment in time, I'm sure the commissioner would be would love to hear Travis Kelsey because he believes in him. It's not Josh Jacobs who can't get any points or T. Higgins who might be you know having a sophomore slump. It's the guys that are known and to be good and the guys who are unlikely to remain dormant for much longer. So he needs Thielen back, but Prescott and Kelsey these are kind of I look at them as positives for the commissioner as he heads into the postseason. He has clinched a playoff spot, which is also another important note. Let's go to the next matchup. This was DBTR against TMC. DBTR wins and keeps his, uh, I think, um, 
small but still possible playoff hopes alive. Uh, TMC could have locked up a, a berth. Uh, they expressed displeasure in this result, uh, as they should. And uh, again, this was uh, another game and another matchup that could have been won uh, on Monday night. Uh, TMC at Joshy Allen and Dawson Knox come out there combined for 15 points. Probably, uh, you know, not atrocious looking at the weather, but Knox had a couple of drops that could have pushed TMC. O- that would have pushed TMC over the edge. So they're disappointed, of course, as they should be. But uh, you know, I, I think. They do have a tough schedule left, but I think this team is going to find its way into the playoffs. That would be my guess, um, but not set in stone yet. One note, Deontay Johnson is an absolute beast, and I think when Pittsburgh gets a quarterback in there who can really deliver the ball, uh, he's going to take off even more because he's a he's a three-level receiver, short, intermediate, and deep, and Roethlisberger at this point can't really hit him deep. So just wait until there's a QB out there who can, you know, sling it 50 yards down the field. He's going to be, uh, all, he's already a lot to handle, but just all that much more once they get uh, a new quarterback in there. And then on the other side for DBTR, Lockett had a breakout game. Cousins was good. Really struggled from Tyrod Taylor. I'm just going to say his name. Uh, and then uh, C.D. Lamb was uh, an absolute beast. He is a beast. He's becoming a top 10 receiver in football uh, if he's not already there. And then just good production down the line from Najee, from Elijah Mitchell. Schultz, uh, Schultz gave him around uh, a little over nine. And uh, and it was just a, a decent week for DBTR, but enough to get the victory. Uh, one a por- portion of note, again, DBTR had Cole Beasley on Monday night who really struggled, I mean, you know, really everyone who played struggled on Monday night in terms of pass catchers. Uh, DBTR here uh, will have to try to figure something out the way Devontae Parker now is is back. Um, Does he switch Beasley to Parker? That will be an interesting uh, uh, position to monitor uh, as DBTR continues to fight here down the stretch. But... It was a big win for DBTR, and it keeps him alive uh, in the playoff race for the time being. Our next matchup, Mike and Mike's against Return of the Mac, a very high-scoring matchup. It was Return of the Mac winning 165-141, to 141. and um, R- Return of the Mac has a very balanced attack. It's spearheaded, really, by, her- by the two Justins, Justin Herbert and Justin Jefferson. These are the two guys weekly for Return of the Mac who he can rely on to deliver not just good weeks, but big weeks. This week it was 28 points for Herbert, 35 from Jefferson. This has been all a theme throughout the season, and that's huge for Return of the Mac. As he goes into the playoffs, he might not have Dalvin Cook. I'm not sure yet. If he does, he might not be at full strength. Return of the Mac has a couple of other options on his bench. Something to point out here. Sony Michelle had uh, almost 20, uh, 21.9 points last week. Mikey Pittman had 17. Seems to be a matchup play between Hollywood Brown and Mikey Pittman for uh, Return of the Mac for that third receiver spot. Can Keenan Allen go this week? I'm not sure, but Return of the Mac is, is fighting for that one seed. I'm not, again, 
uh, you know, uh, all that uh, caring as to who gets the one seed or who's the two. I don't think it has that much of a, a, a difference here, especially in this season. I just think the difference between the three seed and the four seed is going to be negligible. So uh, to me, it doesn't really matter. But Return of the Mac wants to get his roster healthy and intact heading into the postseason. On the flip side, Mike and Mike's are finishing up what's going to be um, – uh, I think a, a pretty overall successful campaign given where Aaron D has been in years past and to where they are right now. Six and seven. They've had some tough breaks uh, in terms of just results this uh, this season. But all in all, a pretty competitive team. Again, Ezekiel Elliott is washed up. Ezekiel Elliott, I'm just saying, uh, should be a, like a fourth-round pick in our league next year. I, I don't know where he's going to be ranked. There is absolutely zero justification to take him within the first three rounds. I don't know where he's going to be ranked. This is this is the Tony Pollard show, and it certainly will be uh, by next season. Um, Vanny Jefferson is emerging as a really, really good receiver. Um, and, and Mikey Williams is having a breakout year. So all in all... The Mikes, uh, Mike and Mikes have, uh, I think, a successful campaign as they wind it down. Again, not a playoff team, but uh, some good building blocks uh, moving forward and a successful uh, partnership was on display this season for them. So uh, credit to them uh, and um, we'll, we'll see if they can build on it. So our penultimate uh, matchup from Week 13 is uh, Mahomes schooled beating... McNichols, I quit. I opened my own hotel. 114.88 to 112.4. I forget the exact math on this, but my good friend Ann Asen has lost to Ross B twice this season, and the margin of victory is very, very small uh, in the aggregate. So Ross B finds a way to squeak it out, keep his playoff hopes alive. Actually, a huge week for Ross B. It helped me solidify my uh, safeness in the McDonald's race, and it puts Dan Jay in a pretty compromising position here. Um, we'll start with Dan Jason's team. Again, this team is pretty much what it is. It's a, it's a 105 to 115 point team. That's pretty much what it's been for the last handful of weeks. And even with of the blow-up game from George Kittle, who got 39.6 points, Danny Jason could only find 112 points. Um, that's, you know, I mean, that's a, that's over a third of your points right there from one guy. Uh, so it, it is a little tough uh, to stomach, but, you know, this is something that Dan's been dealing with for for quite some time. Uh, I, Mac Jones Monday night didn't throw it. That really hurt him. Uh, and Ross B did just enough to hang on. The one thing I did say to Dan was, uh, or, or, no, it wasn't quite this, but it was, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Guru, even though they're on the same team, might might have considered playing two jet backs and, uh, you know, being a little facetious there. If Danny Jason had done that this week, he would have won because Ty Johnson had 3.5 points. Danny Jason plays Boston Scott, who uh, throws himself a, a, a donut out there, gets zero points. And it was just a you know uh, more or less the same from the rest of of the group there on uh, McNichols flipping over to Ross B's team. This is probably 
even if it's in fifth place and even if it might get into the playoffs, an extraordinarily disappointing campaign for Rossby. Rossby has the keepers where it's really title or bust. Certainly, it's got to be a stronger regular season. He's 7-6. and six. He might finish under 500. Things could break that way. So it's already disappointing. Some of his guys just haven't had the seasons that they needed to have. I mean, it's tough. Um, it, it does happen, but you, you know the question now starts to become as we wind down here. And we'll see if he gets in the playoffs and can make some noise. Should he not, though? The question would become, is he capable of winning with Mahomes and Lamar? He still has the window. I still think it's open. But, you know, every year, obviously, it becomes a little bit less of an advantage. And he hasn't been been able to break through yet. And even so, we are approaching the point where just uh, unless he goes on a two or three time uh, uh, title winning streak, it's always going to be that what if. Could you have gotten two, three, four championships with these guys? It doesn't look like that's going to happen. So let's start with one. Is he going to get the one? I'm not so sure. Uh, any more that he is. I still think he's a strong candidate too. I still think he's going to be a heavy favorite come next season. But this was definitely a disappointing season for Ross B. We'll see if he can find his way in, squeak in, and maybe win some games. And all of a sudden, you know, he pulls out a, a you know an unexpected championship, and that changes things. But for now, uh, I don't know how you you can be happy if you're you're in the Mahomes schooled uh, you know uh, headquarters. Let's go to our, our last matchup, gentlemen. This is the Pharmacy and the Palomalus. The Palomalus win 161-137, uh, move to 9-4. They're in third place, uh, going to make the playoffs uh, almost assuredly. And, um, you know, Cooper Cup is just on another level right now compared to every other uh, receiver. And Ian is just pressing the right buttons. He's doing his thing. 161 points on a week where Stephon Diggs had single digits, AJ Green had single digits, and Carson Wentz had 12. So he found big weeks out of Madison, Gronkowski, his kicker and his defense each hit double figures, and Tommy Brady has been a, a, a beast once again. So Ian is pressing the right buttons. He's on his way. Uh, he's going to have a chance to win the league. I wouldn't be shocked if he did it uh, either. Uh, he's got a very, very strong team. On the other side, the pharmacy's closing out um, a, a campaign that uh, is probably one of, of uh, unluckiness, and but also a little bit of soul-searching. They should do a little soul-searching come the offseason. This is not just a, oh, we got, we got screwed. Not, your team had a lot of flaws, okay? And, you know, you did the best you could. You had some unfortunate weeks. But this was not a team built to win a championship. Uh, certainly not. The quarterback uh, play for a lot of the season was tough. You, you, you took advantage of a wild situation uh, with Dan Jason uh, you know, in terms of that trade, which really helped your team out. So I think it's back to the drawing board. I think the pharmacy has some soul-searching to do. But I believe in this duo. I believe in this duo. I think they're, they're animated. They're, they're clever. Um, I, I think one suggestion I would make to them is that is to get uh, Shaw a little bit more active in this chat. He was he came in hot uh, in his first year and then kind of scaled back. 
and scaled back and scaled back. I think he's got to bring that fire, bring that passion uh, back to the pharmacy uh, locker room. And if he's able to do that, I expect this this duo to um, emerge again next season as a formidable uh, threat in the Mortace League. So, gentlemen, that was uh, a little bit of a recap there. 25 minutes in, um, we're going to do a quick some game picks again. We'll focus a little bit more on the playoff implication matchups and, the, of course, the McDonald's one uh, is, uh, I think, the big one. So we're going we're gonna to start, and uh, we're going to queue up the primetime music here. Hope to have this done in about 10 or so minutes, and here we go. Start with my team. And Fee Adler. Fee Adler currently projected to win 154 to 138. That's a 62% to 38% favorite. I will tell you what. This is going to get a little, little scary for Fee this week. My team's going to come to play. I think they're motivated. I think they're going to be fired up this week. And I think Fee Adler uh, may have some struggles here with a couple of these guys. Is Keenan Allen going to play? I don't know. Heineke against Dallas. I think Dallas is going to come to play pretty hard. I think I could see Mixon struggling. I could see a lot of his guys just having a down week. I might be able to get him. Matt Ryan at Carolina. Wilson against the Saints. I need my quarterbacks to show up. They have to find a way to combine for like 35 points to give me a chance. I think maybe they do it. I love my backs and I love my receivers this week. I think it's closer than the projections indicate. Give me fee, but he's going to be sweating. All right, boys. Our next matchup. The commissioner against the commissioner has already clinched a playoff spot. Will be out. Uh, as of right now, Ray is projected to win 140 to 129. Does Ray get a second quarterback in? Remains to be seen. It seems like it's a no-go. Tua is on by. Danny Jones has the doubtful next to him. Danny doubtful. Um, and, and therefore, Ray looks like he's going to be running out Zerloin and Suckup once again. The commissioner might be without Adam hooked on the Thielen this week. We'll see. He's plugging Julio Jones back into the lineup. A nice acquisition. Here he comes. Does he produce this week? Remains to be seen. My money is on is is no, but we'll see. He gets Jacksonville. That's certainly a plus matchup for him. Uh, all in all. He, he uh, and, and actually, the commission now I'm looking at currently has two Dallas quarterbacks in. Cooper uh, Rush and um, Dackey Prescott. I'm not really sure what's going on there. I think I would imagine that uh, is going to change in some facet. But anyway, for now, give me the commissioner. Look, Ray's team really struggled to, to hit 130 points. He's projected 140 I'm just going to go off of what the evidence tells me, and that's that the Ray is going to fall under that threshold. The commissioner will find a way to get over it and uh, give me the commissioner. Our next matchup, DBTR desperately needs to win. He's a 59% favorite to 41% against Mike and Mike's. 154 to 142. Projection. In a must-win matchup, DBTR will not lose this matchup. Give me DBTR. No analysis needed. DBTR is going to win and put the pressure on the rest, the rest of the playoff candidates to get their, take care of their business. Our next matchup: Mahomes schooled against the pharmacy. 
a rivalry that Mahomes schooled has dominated over the years. Mahomes schooled needs to win. And off in the distance, I hear the wind swirling and the hex is coming. I think the pharmacy plays spoiler this week. The pharmacy is going to be motivated. They are angry. Rossby has tormented them over the years. And it's going to be the pharmacy who enacts their revenge this week and knocks Ross B out. I'm taking the pharmacy. Next matchup, the Palomalus against TMC. This is huge. If TMC wins, they're going to all but be in. If TMC loses, they avail themselves to the possibility of being overtaken in the final week. Does it happen? I think TMC wins. I really do. It's going to be really close. I'm looking at this. TMC over the years has sent Ian a lot of a lot of gifts, if you will. I don't really know if you'd call them gifts. But um, uh, TMC is going to find a way to get this done. They have a very, very talented roster. I can't imagine them being out of the postseason. They just have too good of a team. They've had too good of a team for too long. They're going to find a way to get in. I'm taking TMC. And in our last matchup, gentlemen, and this one needs some analysis, Kyle Orton with a question mark against McNichols, I quit. I open my own hotel. Current projections, 136.94 to Kyle Orton, 124.74 to McNichols. That's a 60-40 split in favor of Mo, Sammy C., Wow. Wow, wow, wow. 24 hours in a McDonald's establishment on the line here. If Dan Jason wins, there will be no drama in the final week. Should Sammy C win? Drama in the final week. Uh, I don't I don't really have a rooting interest here, gentlemen, and I actually am curious to see if the rest of the league will kind of where they stand on this. Um, I, I think both the league is pretty content with both of these squads uh, ending up at McDonald's. Let, let's look at the matchup a little bit. Roethlisberger, who has just nothing left in the tank, and Taysom Hill at quarterback against Jared Goff and Davis Mills. That's just a disaster all around. Oh, man. That is such a bad lineup. That's just awful. Just awful. I, Taysom Hill's banged up. He's got the, the Russell Wilson injury, the mallet finger. Roethlisberger has no arm. Jared Goff coming off of, well, actually a pretty good few weeks. But still, it's it's the, the Lions off of a win. They have no, what do they have to play for? They want a tank, and they got their one win. And Davis Mills against Seattle, I don't see that either. Um, I just think it's a mess. Wide receivers, Beckham, Moore, and Osborne for Sammy C against Boyd, Ayuk, and Mooney. I, I mean, none of these guys are household names really except for, for Beckham. And, and DJ Moore is a great player, but I don't know if he's the kind of guy with the quarterback that he has. Is he going to take over against Atlanta? It's possible. But is Cam Newton, is who, whoever it is that's playing behind center, going to be able to deliver him the football enough? And I certainly wouldn't call him a household name. He hasn't played in enough big games yet. 
Very, very promising young receiver, though. Beckham is a good name. I don't think the, the play personally matches his name anymore, but uh, there you go. And then on the other side of things, Ayuk has been a lot better for Danny J. Mooney is Chicago's best weapon in the passing game for sure. And Boyd is, I think, a distant third on Cincinnati, but still pretty serviceable given their attack. Uh, give me advantage on the receivers uh, to Dan Jason. And, and for the quarterbacks, which I didn't declare an advantage, I'll take Sammy C for the upside. Um, running backs. Eckler and, Taylor, and, and A.J. Dillon, forgive me. Taylor is on by this week. Uh, for Sammy C against Aaron Jones and Tevin Coleman. Um, it, look, this is a really close one. I'm actually going to go edge Sammy C again. Uh, Jones and Coleman, though, keep it very close. Tight end is a blowout. Kittle over Noah Fant. The kickers, Tucker over Gano. The defense, the Chargers versus the Giants. Uh, and Steelers at Minnesota. I'm going to take the Chargers. So Danny Jason has his advantage down the stretch. Does he do enough at the running backs and the quarterbacks to keep this one within striking distance against Sammy C? I'm going to say yes. And of course, in rivalry week, the psychological edge matters. I'm not so sure. I think Danny Jason for a while dominated this psychological edge. Not so much in recent years. Where it stands today, I think it's pretty close to even. But I'm going to take Danny Jason. I'm going to take Danny Jason to win this week. His boys owe him one. Uh, he's had one, one heck of a ride. I think he finds a way to eke it out. Uh, enact uh, really his... Guruness, if you will, uh, in this magical, magical rivalry. And for Sammy C, he'll be watching in his checkered boxers. He'll be going crazy. He wants to find a way to climb out of this um, and, and not sit at McDonald's. But, uh, you know, for me, his team's been there most of the season. I think it's going to wind up there. Although, although, of course, between these two, it's probably the first one to 118 points is going to win. So, give me Danny Jason. Uh, I think it's going to be really close, though. I think for me, and, and that concludes the uh, game picks, for me, the thing I'm most excited about, of course, is following that McDonald's matchup, but it's just to get the, the natural reactions of them watching this breakdown. This is such a, a big week, uh, you know, for, for the, the inaugural More Tastely punishment. I'm really excited to watch it unfold, and uh, I do expect some heated messages back and forth and uh, I'll be certainly tuned in and chiming in. And uh, with that, this has been The Ah Podcast. I am your host, B. I'll see you next time.